Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond. I want to thank you for coming and listening to Marsha play. Once again, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This particular subject um, is really queer inclusive. It's not really specific to trans. So I decided to bring some guests on to kind of represent other sectors of the queer community. So I brought a queer black woman and a queer black man. And I'm going to be the trans representative. All righty then. So... I have been in Houston for about 11 years, and there's a lot of movers and shakers here in Houston. And so I wanted to bring some people who are who I know as um, queer leadership here in the city of Houston. So one of those people is Aurora Harris. I will allow her to introduce herself later on. Um, and Javon Davenport. So... When I came to Houston, I really didn't have no friends. It was a really, uh, like, hard time in my life. My mom had just relapsed, and I came to Houston with $57 in my pocket. I didn't know nobody. I just knew it was the closest big city that I can come to that might have some resources for me to, you know, just kind of change my life around. Unfortunately, (laughs) at the time that I came in 07, um, the women's shelter, because I was homeless, the women's shelter wouldn't allow you in because you're trans. Um, the men's shelter wouldn't allow you in because you're trans and you're a liability. And if they do the men in there do something to you, rape you or attack you, you're a liability to them. So they can't help you. So I couldn't stay at the women's shelter. I couldn't stay at the men's shelter. And there was an LGBT shelter, but the only way you can stay at the LGBT shelter is if you were HIV positive, and I was not positive. So what do I do? I can't stay with the men's, I can't stay with the women, and I can't stay with the gays. I was in a bind, as the white folks say, I was in a pickle. (laughs) So I didn't have any options as a black trans woman who was healthcare light. 
But there was a girl named Bray who allowed me to stay with her. She was, she has since passed away because, you know, this culture does not allow trans women to live long. Just, just how it is. Um, so she has since passed away. So rest in peace. But she was my saving grace, allowing me to stay with her. And she allowed me to get on my feet. Now, I would love to say that she was a community ass bitch and she just opened her arms to me out of the kindness of her heart. But that was not the case. She only allowed me to stay with her because she was wanting my connect to silicone. (laughs) And I gave her that connect and she let me stay with her for a month. And that's just how it worked. We had something that each other needed and we made it work. That exchange. It was not about love for the community. It was none of that. It just was an even exchange and fair exchange ain't a robbery. So I ain't mad at her. You know, that's just kind of you got to make it work with the resources that you got. And I did make it work. So Houston became a place where I can get on my feet and become stable. And one of the reasons is because in the South, the cost of living is so low. So your grind up is not as hard. Um, Now, I know in bigger cities like up north and that kind of stuff, they have other resources that can really help you to make that grind not as hard. But... um, You know, just for me, this was just a perfect place that I can come. It wasn't Atlanta. I didn't really like Atlanta. It was my style of place. It was country, but it was city, and I just loved it. Upon coming here, I learned that there was a vast queer community. Um, I think Queer Walk recently had a show where they featured... um, uh, one of our one of our old heads that's still living, the owner and creator of um, Jewels Catch One, out in L.A. One of the girls here that our version of that here in Houston is Big Yo. Big Yo had she's she was throwing parties when I first came here, and they were just bomb ass queer woman of color parties where everybody came to. And I learned that there was a big community. And when you come to a city as a as a queer person, you you kind of f- try to find those pockets of community because we know that community is important in our survival. So I wanted to share some of the people in this amazing rich city. And so I hit some people up and here we go. Are y'all ready? <laughs> I hope y'all not nervous. Welcome to the show, y'all. How are y'all? Awesome. Thank Great. you for having us. Yes, like, thank you so are much. Are y'all nervous? Boots. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. We are cool here at the play. Oh. We are cool. So um, I'm just amazed that you guys are here. Thank you. Javon, I think I met you at um, Bartini's, but you weren't Javon. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Oh, oh no. he, he was exploring his alter ego. Oh, okay. No. It, was a, it was another day in time. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Yesenia, baby. You know, you know I, was, I was Yesenia St. James Davenport, and I was in the art form of female impersonation. And I had been performing probably like, 12 years and mm. it was doing extremely well um so yeah that's where we met initially where Absolutely. i was at the bartinis mm. running shit but you Absolutely. know those times come and go <laughs> <laughs> as clubs change exactly. you know evol- uh, evolution happens so, absolutely yeah. and so ever since then i've been i've seen your evolution thank you and you have been doing amazing work around houston thank you, thank and you. Um, then I start seeing the heavy hitters thing. Yeah. And it was so amazing that somebody was creating a space. Thank you. For big queer folks. 
See? Amen. It's needed. It's, it's needed. absolutely needed. Why do you think that it was needed? I think um, the space for heavy hitters was needed because, and let me give you a little bit of a backstory. What it was is I've always been a huge supporter of other people's events and other um, endeavors. Mm-hmm. I was attending a discussion group at a drop-in uh, support center by the name of Fusion mm-hmm. that was a subsidiary of St. Hope. And there were men of size in the room. But there were other men of size, smaller and things of that nature. Uh-huh. So, and that was like in 2009. And I uh, asked a couple of the big dudes. I was like, hey, have you guys ever thought about us meeting on our own and discussing the things that we feel matter to us and that affect us mm-hmm. genuinely, not necessarily just a generic dis- discussion? And in 2009, they were like, yeah. So, after Yesenia finished... I was like cleaning some shit up and I came across this list of names and that was in 2013. And in 2013, I was like, fuck, I forgot all about it. And I was like, isn't it amazing sometimes you have these ideas and somehow you get sidetracked and you distracted distracted by life. So when I found that, I reached out to an individual by the name of Dwayne Williams at M Society, which is uh, the African-American drop-in center for Legacy. And I was like, hey, I got this idea. And he helped cultivate it. And he helped create this opportunity and this space. And it was just important for individuals, especially urban men of size and persons of color, to have an empowering and allowing space that allowed them to meet and feel comfortable and be able to discuss things that affect fat folks. Right. Um, you know, That's not important. just, oh, well, you know, I'm having trouble dating and I don't know. Why do they say we pay like we weigh? Why? <laughs> you know, why right. right. Why does a bitch have to go into Ross, Burlington, or hell, any type of store and look, look for the ugliest shit that they think fat people want to wear? Just things Absolutely. that, you know, just just some empowering, loving spaces for, for urban men of size. So I, that's why it was needed. Absolutely, and I thought it was. A, I thought it was a big movement, and Thank I've seen you. it grown. I've seen oh it grown since the beginning, yeah. and I was like, this Thank is amazing. You. So thank you for doing your Thank work you. and being who you are. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you. I, I do want to say mm-hmm. that I have to attribute the, dro- the growth of Heavy Hitters Pride, which is a, a, a which is a branch on the tree of Heavy Hitters, right? Um, to my co-founder, Jewel Berryman, mm-hmm. as well as the board members, Rio Kane, Terry Hey, Phillips. Rio. Okay, what's the bitch? And our junior board members, uh, Timothy LeBlanc, as well as uh, DJ Ford. So just the growth is amazing. It was nothing I even found. Uh-huh. When when Jewel approached me like, hey, you've been going to these big boy prides in Orlando. You went to the uh, the big dogs in Atlanta. Hey, you thought about one here in Houston? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've planned events before, before, like in Austin with Texas Relays with my brother. And that's a lot of fucking work. Absolutely. So it took me like three months, honestly. Organizing to, to is a lot of work, on. period. It, exactly. Wherever you are. And then dealing with the entities of having to get this successful event. And I don't know if you recall while I'm rambling, but around mm-hmm. that time I had this <laughs> I had this idea of TST, Talk uh-huh. Shit Tuesdays. Right. And I would go to people's events because I'm a huge supporter. I support everybody. And I was lighting people up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened that weekend, I waited until Tuesday all day to. I went to so and so. It was a fucking mess. I went to so and so. It was cute. It could be cute if this was if this was applied. Right. Or I went to go eat here. And I got to thinking about 
what if this event fails and I have spent this entire reading two people years <laughs> reading people? So, but thank God it was a success. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think one of the reasons why I've always connected with you is because you've always anytime I'm out, anytime I see you, you always show me love. You always super super nice, especially like Rio. Like Rio doesn't see me on the bus stop and then pick me up and took me <laughs> yeah, to work. That's what I'm about. So y'all, the big dudes in Houston always have shown me love yeah. <laughs> ever since I was a new Houstonian. So. When I was searching for people, the movers and shakers for this show in Houston, because I wanted to share my platform with Houston folks, I started looking for lists and talking to people because I wanted to bring a black queer woman Mm -hmm. on the show, right? Sick man. So, (laughs) that led me to... Me? Miss Aurora. Beautiful chocolate lady. Thank you so much. Oh my God, all these compliments. All this body positivity. It's amazing. So, tell the people, what are you doing here in Houston? Oh man, well, I, I got started in the like queer space in Houston I ran or co-ran at first and then ran this organization called the Lesbian Health Initiative mm-hmm. and we focused on uh, queer women's health and transgender men's health yeah. um, and we did like direct service work so uninsured lesbians could get like pap smears and breast exams yeah, and all kind of really really cool stuff and so I did that for a couple of years and that was amazing wait 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 I want you guys to listen to what she just said <laughs> when she was organizing for her lesbian folks she included Black trans men I in did. that Absolutely. because people with vaginas are not just men and women. Exactly, I mean, just not just women. Right, Come it's on. men too, Come and we on. got we got to take care of that health care too. Absolutely, when you have intersections and you when you're organizing, <clears throat> this is why queer black women need to be at the helm of organizing. <laughs> hey, hey, what the fuck you're to preaching. Do. That's Thank absolutely right. Absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> But I managed the transition of that organization. Now it's a program of the Montrose Center, and it has really taken off under the Montrose Center. So that's been incredibly exciting. Now I work for uh, another organization working on like healthcare issues and higher education and organizing young people. Um, so that's been really cool. And I serve on the mayor's LGBTQ advisory board, Boom. which shout out to Mayor Turner for putting that together. Hey, I mean, Turner. he did not have to do that. Um, we <laughs> love Mayor kudos, Turner. Um, and he did that in honor of the 49 who lost their lives in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's 49 members on the board and I'm oh, so wow, honored cool. yeah, to serve as my second year and we're doing really really incredible work and I serve as the communications chair there so if you're listening and you're a Houstonian and you see some issues some potholes it don't have to be about you know queer stuff mm-hmm. it can be anything <laughs> mm-hmm. um, shoot us an email let us know we're really focused on discrimination and hate crimes right now so mm. if you know folks who are experiencing that uh, type of stuff shoot us an email let us know and, and I'm, I'm happy to serve the community and just blessed to be here thank yes. you thank you thank you so what y'all bring into the play today <laughs> i want to know what you guys want to talk about what's hot on your brain to know what we're talking about so so we can send yeah. it to the people yeah Let's i eat. think the the first thing i wanted to bring was this whole kevin hart situation oh. mm, i mean uh, i don't even know where to begin <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know kevin hart had to step down um from hosting the oscars um because he refused to apologize for some previous anti-gay tweets and some stand-up that he did 10 years ago um so he gets on i think on his instagram or on his twitter and he just talks about how he's grown from that and you know positive vibes only i guess he's one of those or whatever and he just gets on there and he's like i've grown from that i'm not gonna let you guys drag me back to this negative space i've learned i've apologized and he just basically refuses to apologize and so the oscar you know the oscar committee lets him know that you know your job is no longer here and they'll be looking for somebody else have a great day have a great day goodbye well i thought he actually stepped down he did he did but that 
It was more forced. It was more yeah. forced, yes, because <laughs> like he refused to apologize. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what's your thoughts about it? I, I wasn't happy. I didn't think he handled it very well. Mm. To me, if you've grown from it, why not just apologize again? But must mm-hmm. he apologize every time it surfaces? Mm-hmm. That's he a, should. Interesting. I, that's oh. a good question. Should he? Must I, he? Must let's, he? Let, let, let's talk about that. Every single time it surfaces. To me, I can't speak. I don't follow Kevin Hart very well. I don't even think he's funny. I don't at think all. that he at all. And I keep asking people, and I'm like, does only black men think he's funny? Black I don't even men think he's funny. I don't he's get it myself. But I feel like you, you think he's funny. No, I say okay. he's corny. Oh, yeah, he's corny. Very, to me. very. He's, he's cute. But that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like chocolate dude, so I would fuck. <laughs> so, especially with his coins, I would fuck. He's a little short for me. I'm tall. But I kind of have this little fetish for short boys with big booties. So I might play. Right. <laughs> I think the Oscars were trying to avoid an Oscar so white situation, which yeah. was the hashtag. And so they were trying to Absolutely. get out ahead of yeah. controversy. Yeah. Uh-huh. With this move, do I think he should apologize every time? No. But do I think that Kevin Hart has shown growth? No. No. You don't think so? No. How? Okay. Give me an example. Have you seen it? So my thing is um, several things. I definitely think... In 2014, I, I I heard a interview that he did where he was alluding to an apology. Okay. Where he mentioned that's not an apology. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is not. I will admit he was alluding to, "Hey guys, I said some things I should not have said, and mm-hmm. if people are still upset about that, when that is not what I believe anymore, that's on them." Which I kind of get, but I, he could have. I I think the huge problem is if he would just give us one good, like, goddamn, y'all, I fucked up. You mm-hmm. know, a perfect example is up. what's the white, weird, alien-looking white boy that do makeup that always got apologies? Oh, oh Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star. Jeffrey Star. Yeah. Now he's problematic as fuck. Is he, is he canceled <clears> for me? <throat> Absolutely, but he has to apologize every time he launches something, mm-hmm. and we uh, nigga I, apologize. I, I mean, it's like <laughs> you know what? It's only <laughs> that, that rule when be. it comes to us. It's only that rule when it comes to women uh-huh. and when it comes to LGBTQ mm. shit. Like when it's racism. Think about Hillary Clinton. People were bringing up that she called us super predators in freaking uh-huh. 1993 when she yes. was running a campaign you know two years ago and that was 20 years ago and That's people right. were still bringing it up but when it's look gay at shit Lewinsky, look you know? at Monica Lewinsky yeah. they still still dragging still her, dragging her. <laughs> when it's um, racism we still drag we still drag we still drag but when but it comes to we're supposed to get over it yeah we're supposed to allow yeah. for growth quote unquote which I don't even think really exists a that lot of times and it's just it's not just celebrity people do you remember the guy I don't know if it was Sacramento it was somewhere in California he got shot by the police in his yard mm. and he had some colorism anti-black oh, yeah. women tweets back in his mm-hmm. thing and they brought it up mm-hmm. now my thing and even if you look at um i say that because you, even celebrities are not exempt when you have right. when you do something in your past sometimes shit is going to come up sometimes you're going to be held accountable for it multiple times Mm -hmm. ain't no statutes of limitations for holding a motherfucker accountable and sometimes you gotta apologize over and over and over and if you don't want to sometimes there's gonna be some consequences from people but one thing that i see recent another recent is that i'm nick cannon bringing up the white women's tweets which surprise surprise you know (laughs) cis het black men they always just want to act like white people it's like that's not a good 
like pointing out that white people do it too is not a good rebuttal for your argument. It's so like, me, that's fucked me, up too. They shouldn't be doing that either. Let me ask this. So we all know that comedians who are crass and very borderline of like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I said it. So do we now police every comedian who goes over the overboard? Because that's if that's question. the case, all comedians who consider themselves funny Mm -hmm. and find particular things uh, comical, Mm -hmm. they will use that as a punt. I mean, let's just be honest. But that's the too far is the risk you take. Look at um, um, what the head, the head lady, the one who had Kathy Kathy Griffin, Griffin, Mm -hmm. the Trump on the head. That that wasn't too far for me, but it was too far for some people. Right. And she got consequences of it. Yeah. Severely. Severely consequences of it. Um, you have, this is my thing. Anytime that a black man is held accountable for misogyny, misogynoir, homophobia, transphobia, um, he always blames it and make it seem like it's disrupting his freedom of speech, Mm. um, his freedom of opinion, Mm -hmm. um, and the sanctity of his manhood. Mm. Then they go to bringing up the white women's bullshit, um, it feels like this is their natural arsenal of defense mechanisms that they come up with. Kind of yeah. like white women when they're held accountable by their racism mm-hmm. and they cry mm-hmm. and their arsenal is to cry. Oh, I didn't know that that would be offensive. Oh, for me. oh my I God, I, I'm calling the police on you. I'm bringing the state in who I, who I know is known to kill black people. Yeah. I'm bringing the state in because you're barbecuing at a park. Right. And then when I'm called out on it, God, was I in my can't face. believe this. Why are you guys yelling at me? Just like white women, yeah. that's in their arsenal to be defensive right. when they're caught out on the racism. Right. Black men, they use the, I'm a man, I'm a straight yeah. man, I believe in this, I can believe that shit is wrong, yeah. and da 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 da, y'all, I can have my opinions. I can, the conservative blackness mm-hmm. comes out because it, it, quiet as it's kept. Mm, cishet black folks are conservative as a fuck they align with the right a lot of times they just don't they just don't they won't call themselves a republican exactly but they are conservative but but your beliefs and moral compasses or whatever that's a social construct but whatever that is aligns with these motherfuckers too and let's and let's talk about that why was he allowed to host the BET awards you know what he shouldn't have been hosting that stuff in our community mm-hmm. talking about us it's like we are other like black yeah. it's like black lgbtq people are not well, seen see as a the part most of the recent community one about dark-skinned women take a punch better yeah. than light-skinned women yeah that's old school he's been he's been problematic not even problematic he's been trashed <laughs> what a horrible thing to say but he was allowed to host the black entertainment television exactly. award saying something so colorist and violent like absolutely. that's ridiculous absolutely and then who was a dl hughley nick cannon michael che i think recently have, have all come out in support of Kevin Hart and I'm just like surprise surprise like the whole like cishet black men brigade is coming out and it's just ridiculous I just I'm on I'm 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 on I'm just you're on the fence a little I'm on the fence with it because how many times does he have to apologize Mm. maybe we still need their really good one so when this does resurface because it will mm-hmm. when something big and important happens in this black man's life that we can go back oh well you know in October I mean December blah 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 he apologized this is it and sometimes that seems to um, I feel like your apology needs to be as big as that job 
Now I do agree with that. Look, like if you, you if you've been called out on the past shit mm-hmm. and you're trying to get this big old job, it's time to humble yourself and not let your pride get in the way now and give us that. a full apology. Just like you got on that video and said, "Oh, what what you said at first? Well, uh, if y'all yeah. can't get over it, right. da, 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 da. if you can be that strong and cool, great. You can no, be strong enough to humble yourself and say." Okay, I guess I have to apologize again. Well, yeah, the, I have do grown. they get paid for hosting? Yeah. Oh, I'd have been like, look, y'all, I was a dumb ass man. That was <laughs> 9, 10, 11 years ago. Because I'm really money motivated. I mean, I understand standing for what you quote unquote believe in, but yeah. Like, because what if your son comes out gay? Then this mm. is affecting According him. According to him, he's going to, you know well, what I mean? He's going to crack his he's head open. He's going to crack his head open. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. How do we feel about, and I would. The Oscars is a white institution. Absolutely. Yes. How do we feel about the white institution asking the black man to to do this? Do we feel like they're trying to make black people like the face of homophobia a little bit? Like I thought that was. No, I think that. No, 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 no. no I think it's think... what you said. I yeah. think what you said as far as they were doing damage control before it damage happened. control before, before it, it came out. I, yeah, that's what I think. But I also think we're aren't we all in that space when mm-hmm. we hold different identities mm-hmm. that that align with other people? Like you mm-hmm. just said, where I, I'm I'm on the fence about this. Right. Like you know, my blackness is like, oh, I want him to get this job, right. mm-hmm. but um, my queerness is like. Nigga, like, apologize. Nigga. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but we're all we're constantly in this spaces where, um, where we have to like the Me Too movement, not the Tarana Burke one. You know, the rich white woman, mm-hmm. the one <laughs> that birthed from her. Um, where we like, as a woman, I sympathize with, um, I sympathize with you as a white woman, mm-hmm. as a woman, but you're still white and privileged, so it's kind of hard for me to be like. Yo, poor you. (laughs) Poor you. Like it feels kind of it feels kind of uncomfortable for me Mm -hmm. to see all these white women crying and da 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 when fifty three percent of them voted for Trump. (laughs) It's hard for me to align with you. It's hard for me to align with you. So I think I think part of it is that um, they're trying to nip it in the butt, but we also. in a different time where yes. social media has given us a little bit of power yeah, and, that's then, true. Po- and then somebody will bring up well we got a president that said all this stuff and he became president but politics are conservative even yeah. the left is close to the middle while the conservative is way right yeah, so politics true. they have the white people <laughs> and conservative people kind of have a lot of bit more, more power than the leftists to me mm-hmm. and where Hollywood is a little bit more liberal so the gays can have more power right. to stop you from getting a job Sometimes when we protest, it doesn't do anything. Right. Sometimes it and, just doesn't. And I want people to know, like, a lot of times when you say that, okay, you know, this person said something really homophobic and they were allowed to host the show. Mm-hmm. When 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 you say that to marginalized people, it sounds like you're saying that you want to be able to do that too. Mm. It doesn't sound like you're pointing out the unfairness. The wrongness. Right. It sounds like you're saying, well, I want to be able to be Why homophobic as fuck. That? Why can't I do that oh and be paid? Like, I want to be able to have fame and fortune off your back, mm. off of your community, off of your pain. I want to mm. be able to do that too. Mm. Why can't I? But you're not saying what you think you're saying when you make that argument. Like, and period. I think that mm. black men really just want to be- replace white men that's what it sounds like yeah. a lot of times they just want to replace white power with black power and mm-hmm. them still be on top mm-hmm. and the rest of us be on the bottom of women gays that etc oh, etc gays way down there wait wait the gays are way 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 down <laughs> it's ridiculous they, they, they don't want to really fix patriarchy Mm-mm. they want to no. they want to fix racism 
<laughs> they want to dismantle that, but they still want all those Christian things. Exactly. That says that you know women, you're the helpmate, and gays, you oh, go, you're abomination. And you're an abomination. Yeah. I mean, hellbound with gasoline draws on. Yeah, I mean, if you are a, a cishet black person listening. Just like y'all have the right to never forgive a racist white person, mm-hmm. we have the right to never forgive a homophobic or transphobic black person. And for yes. a lot of us, that honestly is more dangerous to us than white people. I mean, for a lot of us, we're mm-hmm. living in black communities with a lot of you guys. So and true. you guys are our first sort of face of homophobia. It really doesn't oh come from so white true. people a lot of times. And so, so y'all true. really need to get that in your head. We have the right, just like y'all have the right. Exactly. That's the best like way you, I can explain it. It's recently they've been talking about um, like the Sandra Bland documentary not being supported because mm. the gays is like, mm, no, thank you. Right. Like, I don't want to fuck with it. Right. And it's like part of part of me is like, yeah, I kind of understand that we don't have to support something if we exactly. don't want to. Because right. where like, where is their support for us? When trans women die, I think you talked about it recently on Facebook. I made a post about it. Where is their their support when a black trans woman, trans man, queer man, Mm -hmm. queer woman is attacked or being murdered? It's, oh, that ain't me. I'm I'm not gay. Or you see a video of the gays getting beat up by the straight That's what they deserve. See, he shouldn't be running around just Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But but they will call us to the forefront to come support their marches, come support their rallies, No, 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 they won't even call us. We'll do it on our own because we loyal to these motherfuckers. And we need to have a conversation about about that, that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we really do. But I mean, right. then what do we do? Right. It's, it's kind of like it's like the Democrats. Like we, they, they're we loyal to the Democratic Party. But what mm-hmm. other choices do we have exactly. when it comes to in that particular political system? It's like now, if we want to be loyal to our blackness, what other choice do we have? Mm. When we see, we clearly. It's black feminists has been writing about this for years. We right. clearly see what's going on with mm-hmm. black men and when it comes to racism. Mm-hmm. And they just refuse to see what's going on with them when it comes to patriarchy. And, and black, my, you know, cishet black women, y'all aren't off the hook either. No. Y'all are homophobic Come and transphobic on. as fuck too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you need to check that shit. Especially you pick me ass oh, Yeah, exactly. I need to check that shit too. Wanting gay men as your best friend, but then you don't want to be around a lesbian and all. It's mm. just fucking bullshit. Like a lot of y'all need to get checked on that too. Tipping around with gay men as person. That's my accessory. That's my accessory. Everybody has to have one. My gay friend. My gay friend. But then a lesbian comes in and you're fucking, you know. I'm gonna steal all his colloquialism and steal all his culture and make it seem like it's mine. And and has made it seem as if it's theirs. Ridiculous. When we talk about cultural appropriation, we never really bring up that. You know, because that's easily swept under the rug. Absolutely. I mean, everyone has adopted that terminology now even like straight straight dude. white people are like dude, it's crazy can you admit i am in awe when i hear a cisgender trade say shade, shade man that's shade you being shady man they said that's the tea what I'm like, it's really crazy what it's, it's it's amazing when they really don't know where it comes from huh. That's what's real. When I hear a person say it, that literally don't know anything about don't ballroom know anything culture. About ballroom, don't yeah. know anything about the Nothing. gay culture. It's where it hilarious. I'm just looking at them like, if you only knew what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that shade. You been that was that was shade. Man, you throwing shade, dog. Uh, what? <laughs> you tell me okay. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So let's talk about Cardi B and Offset separated. So that's what you bring into the table. Oh, <laughs> the messy girl. <laughs> Shade. So first of all, let's talk about this bullshit ass video with the, I guess the mistress. Oh girl, my <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this marriage was that serious. What? These are two celebrities, and she flaunts him more than he flaunts her. But she flaunts him. You have the audacity to say, "I didn't know this yeah. serious." But you know what it is, though. When a nigga got good mouth, and I mean, can spit game, you can see it in front of you, but you can believe everything that they tell you. When that that bed talk mm. or pillow talk, it will uh-huh. make you totally delusional to what you mm. see. My thing is. If a, if a motherfucker done went to the courthouse and signed on the dotted line, How can I'm going to take it seriously. I'm going to take it seriously. If they have Please. a baby, I'm going to take this seriously. Exactly. Especially if I'm making it seem like the criteria of me not fucking somebody's husband is if the marriage is serious. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think of this seriously, so I just let him beat it up. <laughs> But there are a lot of insecure, and no offense women, there are a lot of insecure women who are excited by these things, mm-hmm. these material things and this this uh, celebrity that these individuals have. And again, well, see, when a dude got good, you don't think so? <clears throat> no, I don't, th- I don't think it's just... I'm excited by it. What it is is that we are so, um, some of us are so, this is our ticket. Oh, it's like when too. niggas sell drugs. Like this is, the, there's no other way for me to get out of this. Hmm. And so I never thought about that if, if, I, if I'm a nigga and I got to go sell drugs, yes, I'm ruining my community. Yeah, mm. I'm da, 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 da. But this is what my circumstances have put me in. And this is what I know, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes with um, women, they'll say, and, and trans women too, like they'll say, okay, well, this is my ticket to it's the door. This yeah. is, the, I, I might be Am- the next Amber Rose. Right. I might be the next Black China. Or it's not next, like uh, What's that girl named Star? The um, trans girl that's on the videos and the... She kind of fell because she was lying. <laughs> Sydney Star. <laughs> well, Sydney Star. But you know, she's known. Yeah. And some of them, it doesn't matter how they're known. They exactly. just want to be known. It just be known and it, yeah. they could possibly flip it into something. True. Because it's happened. So L- I think they, this, they're thinking about this as their meal ticket out I never of poverty about that. into another I, class. I never thought about And so... Like I don't care about your husband. That's why I really think it's bullshit. I mean, in um, her defense, Offset didn't know the marriage was that serious either. I mean, he's the one putting his dick in her. I mean, let's not harp too much on her. I mean, <laughs> this nigga, what the it fuck? It was just something to do. He was just... But I mean, at the same time, they're so young and so rich. Like, if I'm a young 
semi kind of attractive in the right light. Don't millionaire man he's okay. not finding me to me i think she got like not the cute one but that's okay okay um and i have all this money i'm gonna want to fuck girls too he's like 26 i mean you're in the prime yeah. of your life you're in the prime of your life you're, you're a millionaire y'all should just but fuck her too yeah. Yeah. yeah her like, too you just coming up but look, your lick. but look at look at her on the show she was supportive and rotted out for a nigga that had been jailed for years <laughs> that's kind of but that's her I mentality think that's, her that's her culture upbringing. yeah her that's, upbringing that's, yeah that's true too Latino support culture. that. I yeah. hope she gets Latinx. out of that really fast. Yeah, I think with that the Latinx quickness. culture where they like ride or die yeah. on some bullshit. Like she was niggas. on, I'm gonna see my man, I'm not gonna date nobody. So when she met him and it went that quick, I said, once she, she loves love. Yeah. She loves hard. And she is a ride or die. And she believes by standing by her man, regardless of what rumors or what found truth of him cheating. <laughs> <laughs> By having allegedly those two girls jumped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she knew. It wasn't like yeah. I think she just did like most of us to say, you know, this is one time shit. Fuck it. I mean, I love y'all. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. I think she was trying to have threesomes at one point. I mean, yeah. I feel like the girl did what she could, but he's young, she's young. I think this is great. I think he was dragging her down, honestly. His negative energy, that's emotional abuse. She didn't need that. Absolutely. She's at the height yeah. of her career, five yeah. Grammy nominations, beautiful yeah. baby. Why do you yeah. need someone who's making you feel like you're less than a fucking Cardi B? You yeah. are fucking Cardi B, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. She didn't need that, so he can go. That's good. But I like I like Cardi a lot. I mean, I'm excited I, for her getting these Grammy nominations. Why do you like Cardi? I think I respect her hustle. Mm-hmm. I respect um, all the work that she did to get where she is, starting from Instagram to Love & Hip Hop to this music career i think mm-hmm. she has a great personality i think if cardi would have came out selling donuts everybody would have bought it she just has a mm-hmm. great personality i think she's a she we want you want to see her win Why that's the great like thing her? about her i like cardi for the same reasons of i believe that she's just 100 percent authentic mm-hmm. whereas people become celebrities and they take on these personas of what they should be mm-hmm. or what people expect of them versus her being their same a Latina woman, um, spicy, mm-hmm. uh, very personable, very relatable. She can have on the labels. She can have all this money in her account, but she's still that hood girl mm-hmm. who gets on and does these clips, sixteen seconds, and you know, <laughs> quote unquote, spits her form of of wisdom. And she mm-hmm. makes all these videos, and she's entertaining. I just like the fact that she's relatable, and she has just remained herself. Absolutely, I think we're getting tired of the bougie. I yes. think we're getting. I think with this, um, and it's been growing with multiple things. It's um, the Black Lives Matters movement, um, the political arena that's happening, where blackness, like real authentic mm-hmm. blackness, mm-hmm. is really being praised. Mm-hmm. And she's Afro Latina, so right. you know, she's getting. Her popularity is a culmination mm-hmm. of both the right. Latinx and the Afro Latin, the right. Afro African American thing of just appealing to everybody. And because she don't always say the right thing, she don't right. got the right grammar all the exactly. time. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of there is a hoodness and a relatableness that um, we have not seen praised like this ever. That's true. Like if we think about usually when something like that is praised, it's usually almost it's on a cool level. It is frowned like upon. It is frowned upon. Yeah, it's frowned. Upon. Kind of Why what they trying to do better? to what Why? they trying to do to Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Like if you yes. think, yes, yeah, what they're, they're in the trying same to boat. Her, what they're trying to do to her, they're trying to make it seem like oh she's not funny, she's a coon, right? Da, 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 da. But she's a black woman, so she's gonna have to be. She's 
going to get a little bit more scrutiny than yeah. Miss Cardi. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they're trying to do it to her and we got to watch that. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason why we like these type of girls now is black people are not as quick to mm-hmm. dismiss them. Oh, that ratchet. Da, da, da. We like, mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's a part us. of us too. That's we got classy people. Too. We got yeah, ratchet exactly. people. We got all kind of people. I do want to go back to the cheating just for like a second because uh-huh. I had some, I was thinking about how we respond when women are cheated on publicly. Mm. I'm thinking about Beyonce and Jay-Z a little bit Um. and like the difference between how we look at our celebrities, our loves, our faves when they Mm. stay and like when they leave and get a divorce. And I was wondering if you guys had like thoughts on that. Cause I I think me personally online, I think I see Beyonce still get a lot of shit for like staying Mm -hmm. with Jay-Z and she gets a lot of shit period. No, she gets a lot of shit period. But like, what, what, I mean, I guess it's all on that woman, but I just think it's really interesting like how we perceive our faves once we hear that they're, they're not what we, we think we expect, right? Because in Cardi B's music, she's quick to cut a nigga off. She's right. this, she's that. But then we see that you, you know, you stay with this man cheating, da 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 Beyonce, well, you were this, this big diva. Quick. It's only been like a year, right? That's true, that's true. She cut him off quick, quick, whereas Beyonce has been staying with, who knows how long Jay-Z was doing when he was doing yeah, it. So it's like, how do we look at our faves now that we see that they're not these big divas that they kind of sing about being mm. their music. Mm. That's a good thought. I, I think of both of them as both of their decision, even though opposite. Mm. I think of it kind of as strength. Like when I look at Beyonce and I'm, look, kind of what Lemonade was saying, like you gonna fuck this shit up, boy. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't get your shit together and then now this nigga running around looking like a fucking first lady of a church <laughs> with dreads and natural, natural hair. Matching pants and Matching pants <laughs> Very get out. <laughs> Hillary Clinton pants on. <laughs> He, you get what he changing, I guess. He changed you know what I'm on it. He, so, he changed. You know, and do I, what you got to do. Oh, that's another thing. Like niggas got to be broke down. Did, did y'all? Did y'all ever? This is kind of real white as fuck. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but have, did y'all ever read Jane Fair? Jane Eyre. Uh, no. I've heard of it, but I never read it. Okay, so it's just, it's white as fuck. So it's a classic. <laughs> I was book. an I was an English major, yeah. so I know what you're talking. Oh, so about. it's a classic yeah. white book, but um. It, back back in a lot of books back in the day, I, I'm, I'm bringing together why I'm talking about this. <laughs> a lot of white books back in the day, the woman, the heroine, always end up getting married at the end of the book. That seemed like a reoccurring theme. And this was no different in Jane Eyre. It was kind of showing her as this strong, amazing woman who this dude the dude that she was trying to that was trying to marry her she was battling him and mm-hmm. he was trying to put her under this rule and da 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 so eventually at the end of the book she ended up marrying the dude after he done had his ex-wife locked in the attic upstairs oh. like he's problematic as fuck but he loves her and she kind of loves him she ended up marrying him and but by the time she ended up marrying him, this motherfucker going blind. Of course. He done lost a leg. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of what I think about with, with Kim Bella. Jay-Z. Yeah. Kim Bella too. Kim Bella too. He's losing his teeth. He's about to go to prison. And you finally <laughs> get a ring. Man, you finally and get a ring. And now married. he's ready to get and married. And I think that about Jay-Z too. I'm like, your ass 50, exactly. getting old. Don't nobody want your dick now. <laughs> right. Regardless of how big it is, it's still attached it's still, to it's you. It's still attached to right. you. So and now, now you. And now you look like that. Exactly. So niggas always 
coins is like, you know, you when you broke down, now you still got coins, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But when you broke down, <laughs> and now you're ready to settle down right. and do that. So that's, But I still think of Beyonce as kind of like, it's powerful to want to stay with your the, your baby's father mm-hmm. and um, your husband and work it out and give him a chance to to show his growth, kind of what, what we were talking about, Kevin. Mm-hmm. But he, you got to humble yourself and yes. say... What he said in four, yeah. four, four. Jay really did humble himself. Exactly. He really did say, look, I was fucking my shit up and yeah. I wanted my shit to work. And right. we, I had to stop what I was doing, get it together, blah, 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 blah. As many times as I have to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. And so here I am with my That's wife true. working it out. And see, Cardi, it shows me her strength too because... Yo, I'm not gonna stay in this shit. It was it wasn't like I'm staying and you cheating. I'm not staying anymore. I'm not staying anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That first time, and I and I'm kind of like that too. I've been in that situation where I'm in love Mm -hmm. and a nigga cheat, and I take them back. I've been in that. I know the feeling of that. And but like her, that second or anything that I think is really it wasn't. It's becoming a pattern. Yeah. It 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 unraveled, and so I end up leaving anyway. So once it becomes a pattern, it's time to go. Yeah. And she take having the strength to say fuck this nigga. I think is a beautiful thing as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's yeah. I think of both of them as strength. That's I think, awesome. I think it is extremely hard to leave someone when you love them. Absolutely. You know, my not saying too much, but uh, I have a half sister who is younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's two of us, my sister and I with my parents mm-hmm. and uh, I have a, so I'm 43. So I think she's probably 40. Um, so we didn't learn about her until uh, my freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And it came out that I had this half sister and I, I have yet to still meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I won't say because of not trying to, it's just that it, there is this separation where you grew up, you and your sister grew up which with, with my dad and your mom and had this, uh, how do I say this? Because I don't want it to come off wrong. I, I didn't want for anything while growing while right. growing up. Uh, both of my parents worked, uh, educated individuals, and it's still that in my sister and I. Now, uh, from what I understand from him, there has been this bitterness with her because she did not have that in mm-hmm. her lifestyle because my father did step outside of the marriage mm-hmm. and a child was conceived, yet she was raised by just the mother. Was it a break baby or a cheating baby? <laughs> no, it was a cheating baby. Oh, okay. Yet my mm-hmm. mother stayed. My uh-huh. mother stayed, and they finally divorced uh, my sophomore year in college. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, it was very obvious because when I come home from break, he would be in the other in the guest in one of the guest bedrooms, and I was like, "Wow, what's going on?" And then it put two and two together. Y'all really just stayed together to ensure that For my us. sister and mm-hmm. I had everything we needed. And they be thinking the kids don't know. Yeah. <laughs> dumb as hell. You know, so obvious. Thinking we're dumb as hell. But I think especially African-American women who are so strong and have this huge family-based um, mentality of ensuring that the children are always taken care of and mm-hmm. covered and protected, that they will allow um, how they feel. To the detriment of them. Right. To the detriment, which is mm-hmm. true. To allow how they feel despite the cheating or the stepping out just to make sure that the family unit right. is one. So I think when you love someone, it takes a lot for you to get to that point like, I just can't do this anymore. Right. I just yeah. cannot. You know, so. That's so real. And, and, we as black women we have to unlearn that like a yes. sign of your strength is not how much pain you can take on oh wow That's and good. um 
we we just got to unlearn that shit. And everybody has to in our whole culture. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it's really it's really the stress of it mm-hmm. is killing us mentally, physically. I mean, it's just not a good thing. Um, but I, I mean, I see why women do it to like keep their family together. I know that's so important, especially like I didn't have that. And so I know I would do whatever it takes to like get that two parent household together. But at the same time, we got to know our limits. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to talk about is how I want to talk about the hypocrisy of how being uncivil is destructive when it comes to us, but not when it comes to them. Mm. When think about back when Freddie Gray was murdered in Baltimore. Everybody was when they were protesting and fucking shit up. They were mm. like, "Oh my god, the news people were this is disruptive. Mm. Oh yeah, they are like animals and blah 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 blah." Savages. They, instead of in quote unquote, instead of protesting like civil people, this da 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 da, they're they're acting like savages and da 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 da. Totally ignoring the fact that the action that caused this was uncivil, violent, and disruptive. Right. Like, you drove, you roughed housed this boy up, fucked him up in the back of this fucking van, and now you don't want to be held accountable mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. That action is the uncivil action that caused this, us to be angry. Da, 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 da. When we look at Kavanaugh, how every time when we were hearing his testimony, mm-hmm. people in the background was yelling like anytime you would listen did y'all mm-hmm. ever did y'all ever actually listen mm-hmm. to the um um not even to the audio but i saw so some of the you clips. would hear people in the background i do not consent mm-hmm. they would be in the black like, like no and then the the white men on the panel would say can y'all please clear the courtroom right. some new people would come in and immediately they will say something else no we do not want this exactly making right. this very very clear this is not what we want and they were be they were considered to be uncivil, but at the same time, him on that stand feeling so attacked, I am being wrong <laughs> by being accused of what we know, Miss um, Miss Ford yeah. was telling the truth. We y'all motherfuckers know she's we telling know, the truth. We know what goes on at the white freaking frat parties. It still exactly. goes on to this day. It still goes on to this day. And so when we talk about how do you guys feel? When are, like you said about how mm. when we are upset about somebody saying some fucked up shit mm-hmm. about us, mm. it's always policed in a different way. Yeah. How do you guys feel about um, your reaction, your your reaction or your anger being muzzled when things mm. come <clears throat> up wrong? That's a really good question. Very. My, my first thought is that I've been really struggling with this because I, who was it in Baton Rouge? Oh, my God. Was it Freddie Gray? I can't remember. I went down to Baton Rouge to protest, and um, it was really scary. It was terrifying. I mean, the, the cops were pushing us to the ground. They were they would push you to the ground, and then they would claim you stepped over a line, pick you up, take you to jail, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I came home with my girlfriend that weekend, and then there was an article about <clears throat> Freddie Gray had this, like, statutory rape case against him, like him and, like, a 13-year-old or something like that. And I want to say it was Freddie Gray. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry if this is the wrong person. Um, is it Alton Sterling? Or all, yeah, whoever was in Baton Rouge, I can't Alton remember. Sterling. Alton Freddie Sterling. Freddie Gray was in um, Freddie, Yeah, sorry, that was Baltimore. Yeah, Alton yeah. Sterling. 
And so I was like, do I do? I know I'm so angry, but like, do I need to keep putting my body on the line for this? Like, I don't even, mm. I just don't even know anymore. So like, I'm in this really weird place mm. in terms of even like showing my anger and using my voice and like physically putting my body and my voice mm. out there anymore right. because I've been disappointed so many times. Not to say that anything that these people have done wanted them being murdered by the police but it's just like really really hard you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i feel very like disoriented from my own community a lot of times like from sexism homophobia whatever it's just really hard to advocate for people when you just feel like they're not showing up for you in many ways Mm -hmm. so i'm just i'm in this yeah i'm in this weird place where like i i want to be angry and i want to show up and i want to do these things but then i just feel like who's showing up for me and Mm -hmm. am i the person who needs to really be doing this like and we were talking about that earlier. Like, we need to have a conversation as Black queer people. Like, wow. do we need to check out? What do we? What does our movement look like now? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's not checking out, but maybe it's like, does the Black mm-hmm. trans woman need to be at the forefront of the march? Like, does the most marginalized need to be the people there? Necessary? Like, we need to be the center, but like, do we need to be physically there and enraged and like in danger? Because we do get heavily policed when we when mm-hmm. we show up. So I'm mm-hmm. like. I'm very, very torn. I didn't answer your question, but I'm very torn. No, I, think, I think you that's an element of it. I think that I, my answer to that is no. I think that it is that 53% needs to change. That right. 53% of white women needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, Latinx people need to get their shit together. Yeah. Seriously, you're not Caucasian. Uh, no, you're not. Well, Wake some up. of them, they're there white There's some passing. white Latinas, yeah. They're, they're, they're white yeah, passing, but... and so when people see them, they think white. Um, I think the Lat- the Latinx folks who are white passing are doing like Irish people and Jewish people. Oh, They're just assimilating into whiteness and eventually they will be that. And we can kind of see it on the census when yeah. they talk about non-Hispanic and, mm-hmm. and you get what I'm saying? They're trying to make even the white people because they know the world mm-hmm. is browning. Mm-hmm. They're trying to give them access to whiteness in a certain kind exactly. of way. <laughs> so I think it's just a lot of people who have way much more privilege than us right. when we talk about cis women when we're talking about um, straight black men, that they should be on the forefront of certain issues. Right. It right. shouldn't be like when when Hillary lost. It shouldn't be. I, it, it shouldn't just be. It should be. Where are the leftist white men? Yeah. Where are they at yeah. out here knocking on doors? When I when I looked at video of people knocking on doors for Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. it was queer black women. Right. It was black folks. Where not saying that there's none on the list. Just helping her. Mm-hmm. Where were um, but I didn't see any vocal. We need um, y'all to be more visible. We cis really white leftist men. Where mm-hmm. are they? Like where they? I think they should be on the front line as well. Yeah, because when whenever we're out there, the the cops they're out there. Exactly. Like when, when we show up, they they show up in full force. Uh-huh. So I mean, I'm sure if y'all been at protests and things like that before, it's like not a game. That shit is really scary. And I look around me and I see the people that are there, and it's like really really poor really poor folks so you know when after the arrests happen you know they'll put up a they have to put up a fund to like bail people out i'm like people with more resources need to be doing this so absolutely on the one hand i feel you i'm like yeah it's it's shitty that we get heavily policed and uh-huh. you know what i mean but at the same time i'm like mm, we need to like rethink this as a movement of like who actually needs to be in the forefront physically i think a lot of times absolutely i think it what about you what do you think your so, um getting your anger policed like how do you feel about that it's fucked up mm-hmm. before I do that and if I rant I'm getting ready to tell a story Go ahead. No, please. and if I lose the point bring me back <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so outside of the work I do with heavy hitters I am uh, I work in public health 
anyone interested in signing up for Travada's prep, you can hit me up. My name is Javon Davenport on social media. So you can look at that information. I don't necessarily want to say where I work <laughs> in case I happen to say something. However, you can reach me through my social media. However, we were in Austin, a group of us that were there for a state conference. And we were leaving... And, and I went to college in Austin, so I'm very familiar with the dynamic of it. It's white as fuck. White as hell. <laughs> white as fuck. <laughs> now, and I have to remind people there there's more than two institutions in in Austin. I went to Houston Tillerson College, which is the black side of Austin on the <laughs> other side of 35 of UT. Because whenever I say, oh, you went to UT? No, there's HT, which is Houston Tillerson College then, but now University, the oldest HBCU in Texas. However... We're leaving the club, and there are these two white people, this drunk woman and this drunk man, and there's a black Uber driver, and the girl is filming, um, and she's cursing, and she's sitting in the car, so the boyfriend sits in the car, she sits in the car, and they're, oh, he hit me, he hit me, you need to make him get out of the back of the van. So the group of us that are there, we're black, uh, with a Hispanic guy and a white girl. So we're like, what's going on? You know, being nosy. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, he hit me. So the door opens, and it's a young black guy. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, shit. So... The girl's like, I'm calling the cops. And she's drunk as fuck. So she, the Uber driver opens his door. And he's like, ma'am, whatever. You can't really hear, but he's like, ma'am, you know. So she puts the camera on. He's like, fuck you and fuck you and this and this. And I'm calling the cops. Woo, 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 woo. Here come the Austin police. And I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. The black driver, black rider, two drunk white people. So they pull up. Who they go straight to? The black ones the black boy that got out the back of the van and he's got his arms up and they were like stand over there and out of that and i'm yelling it wasn't him it wasn't him and my friends were like javon we cannot explain why you are in jail down here in <laughs> but what it took that absolutely enraged me was a white woman mm-hmm. on the other side of the street to walk over to the police and say it wasn't them for them to leave the black boy alone and then start to question the two white people. Mm. I, so my rage, I'm enraged and I'm angered and I'm puzzled mm. of why there is, my anger has to be muffled. Right. And my, Javon, we can't explain. No, 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 Javon. I'm yelling it because I'm not going to walk my big black ass over there. Because, mm. <laughs> oh my God, what's, you know, yeah. and they automatically yeah. feel threatened with this Absolutely. big black guy walking over there. But she walks her frail Caucasian ass over there and says, well, no, it wasn't them. And da, da, da. Oh, okay. And they instantly, well, just stand right here, sir, and start questioning. Then she's, no, fuck you. And da, da, da. Oh, so now y'all, now she's triggered because she didn't understand why y'all are no longer. But it took that white woman to walk over to you mm-hmm. for you to instantly, instead of, it was, now mind just like two different cars now. Instead of you all splitting off, you, you question her, you question him, and I'll question him, and I'll question the driver. Y'all are spending the most time with the blacks while they over the lean on the cars. Can't be, can't be to mm-hmm. the bothered. Right. But wow. it angers me that that privilege exists in that pigment of their skin mm-hmm. that, you know, here I am over there yelling, it wasn't them, it wasn't them. And my friends, are, we are so conditioned to be concerned about yeah. what the outcome would be with us because of our pigment that, you know, I, I can't walk over to you like she can and say, it wasn't them. She, she, had her, she did this, she initiated, blah, blah, blah. So to get to the point, that all ties into the fact of where I, I, I am enraged at times, where mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand other than the fact that I am feared. And because of my greatness and my blackness, f- people are fearful of what we can do, that they want to police 
what we do and they want to police how we interact with each other and how we um voice our concerns or how we voice our displeasure with the fact of how we're treated i think if if, if that kind of explains yeah that makes sense yeah. let me ask you this because i'm i'm one of them trans women that is not ashamed of my history i mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I i all my history i embraced so because i think it's it, who it's who it's what makes me who i am do you ever find yourself, because I know I did when I was navigating the world as a gay man. Um, do you ever find yourself when you're interacting with police for you to turn your gayness up a notch? Oh, yes. Oh, you turn your you turn the gayness up. Okay. Kind of like code switching. Oh, December wow. 13, 2012. <laughs> December, I will never forget it. December 13th. Uh, December 13, 2012, I got pulled over um, for, for, for traffic tickets. I mm-hmm. was in the Montrose area, and I was right by Max's wine dive at that stop sign. And he ran my car, put the car up on the tow truck. I instantly went to, oh, my God, am I going to be okay? I don't understand. And like, <laughs> <laughs> big black dude, you know. And, like, he was like... He was like, well, you might want to put a little bass in your voice when you get in there. Because I was like, maybe if he said I'm a little fragile, if I can act a little fragile, he would be like, oh, no, let me let this dude go. Now, like, you're not you're not as much of a threat as I perceive or visually see this big black exactly. man. Exactly. Six foot three, 330 pounds. Like, look, no, maybe. So I was like, oh, my God, I, don't, I can't go to jail and all this type of stuff. But I remember like this. I, just, well, I wondered if I had that same experience because I did. Yes. I know. I knew that if I. Cut, if I cold switch to the the wow. queen, because yeah. even naturally I'm not the right, and that's the not snapping. Me. It's yeah. just not that's naturally not who I am. But I knew when it comes to police, if you cut on that queen, kind of almost it like makes if, them uncomfortable. if you cut on the white woman when right. you're trying to get something done at a mm-hmm. store, <laughs> if you're trying to do this please. return, <laughs> it, the same thing is it's just a cold switching that that can be done. And I wanted to know if that happened, so I'm pretty yeah. sure it did. Yeah, so. When I think about, um, it kind of goes along with what you said as far as um, who should be at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And it goes along with the story you just said where Mm -hmm. that white woman had to come in and use her privilege to make shit work. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm so hard on white women because because of y'all proximity to to white men, Mm -hmm. y'all have a lot of fucking power. Do they even realize it? I don't even know anymore. They're too busy playing um, white feminist victim. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I I feel attacked. (laughs) And not actually using their power. But this is my thing. I I don't think, and kind of goes back to what I said, where are the white leftist men, mm-hmm. cishet men. Um, I don't think we ask white men to be responsible for white men. Mm. Mm. In the se- And the reason why I say that is because um, I think sometimes, recently we, I've heard people tell white women, y'all need to be put yourself in the space and, mm-hmm. and do that. I've recently started to hear that within the this Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. that, I've, that I've heard since that kind of came to fruition. I've heard that. But I think one of the reasons why we don't ask them to be responsible for themselves is because white privilege allows the individual not to represent the whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As opposed to us, the individual represents the whole group. Right. Mm-hmm. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, um, an example, this is why kind of like Hillary Clinton's um, super predator statement can hold so much power, enough power to kind of 
criminalize black men leading to like record numbers of incarceration right but as opposed to us creating the language around white terrorism to represent the disproportionate number of white males that cause these homeland mass murders mm-hmm. right so we we're trying we're trying to get this to latch on like like we're not going to call it just a mentally ill a young um man trouble. with a bad yeah. trouble background we're not going to call it that we want to call it a white terrorist because exactly. that's what you are exactly. you feel what i'm saying but the, everybody else is kind of reluctant to to hang on to that because mm-hmm. the individual does not represent the whole except when it comes to minority people Mm -hmm. um, marginalized people and so for me I feel like I feel like when we start when people who hold those particular um, privileges um, start to speak in the same language that we start speaking the same language that we are they they give up that power to um use language to marginalize us. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And stepping in, stepping in, using your privilege to step in and call out shit that needs to be called out. True. It might not necessarily be physical, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it really does need to be physical. Right. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't think white women do that enough. Mm Mm-mm. Definitely not black, black. I don't. Definitely not um, white, um, white men because they're on the top of the totem pole. I'm exactly. really not expecting them to give up power that easily. Not at like all. that's like coming to ask the king step down. Exactly. I might can maneuver some people down in the ranks, mm-hmm. but the king asking him to step down. Right. It's really hard to do that. <laughs> so it's I'm not expecting too much. But black men, when it comes to patriarchy, and white women, when it comes to racism. I expect more from them. Mm. Mm. Now, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago about why I think black women and black men, uh, I mean, white women and black men go together. They have this like interconnected shield. Like black men can, um, when you call them out on patriarchy, they can uphold this shield of racism like but y'all don't say nothing to the white people mm-hmm. when they do this that kind of stuff like you just like you said earlier mm-hmm. and the white women say well i can hold up this victimhood of feminism and i'm a woman i'm mm-hmm. oppressed as a female <laughs> and i know oppression but mm-hmm. and i i know better and i i um um i can't i don't hold enough power to da 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 like i literally don't believe in white privilege right but i can believe in female oppression or right. it's just kind of weird so they both have this shield that they can hold up and i think i talked about it the the white guilt and then the men needing that um them to be subservient to them mm. makes them perfect like makes them a perfect match because white women can say oh i'm not racist let me show you how much i can love you and be subservient <laughs> oh, God. and then the black man is like yeah i, I Yes, this is what I oh I get this white trophy exactly. and I get the what though if the white I'm a real man so I can get the white woman as a trophy mm-hmm. and so for some reason the social dynamics makes them work together. Mm-hmm. So, but I so I, I I don't expect too much from white women because if you if you think about the history when especially when it comes to like voting and stuff, the only time the white women have not um, like voted or supported. Um, Republicans mm-hmm. was in 1992 and 1996. 1992, they voted for Clinton, but this is this was one of the most racist. Cam- this was the super predator campaign. Mm. This was mm. the most explicitly racist <clears throat> campaign. Mm. 
talking about. He was about, tough on crime. He was tough, tough on, on welfare. Yeah, he was doing all he that. He was doing all that shit. Mm. He, and it was explicitly racist. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so the white woman was like, ooh, <laughs> a new kind of racist. A racist on the side <laughs> of the feminist, feminist mm-hmm. side, too. Mm-hmm. This is my type of racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he got a strong um, lawyer wife. Life, yeah. Oh, my God. Let mm. me jump on this bandwagon. So that was 92. So, mm. of course, they're going to go over there. And then 96, they were, it's because they voted Republican, but they kind of was supporting Ross Perot. <laughs> so, which is <laughs> weird as fuck. So, um, so they rarely do not put their self on the line because right. they don't give, they don't really want to give the privilege, <clears throat> but they just want to be equal to white men. Right. They don't want to be equal to us. Oh, of course. At all. So I don't I don't know if they ever I see some, you know, you got the Jane Elliott's, you got the um it's some people yeah. that what's that Ellen Gold, Ellen Pompey or Pompo? Oh yeah, she's been doing a lot with she's like been Hollywood, doing a lot and, with Hollywood and stuff like that. You got some outliners, but overall I think a I think a good example is um after the Charleston shooting mm-hmm. of Dylan Roof, he wrote in his manifesto that he wanted to kill black people to sort of like protect <laughs> white women, which white supremacists have a history of like killing black people to protect white womanhood forever. And then there's this hashtag and this movement that kind of emerged called like not in my name. So white women were hashtagging like not in my name, don't do all this violence. Mm. And all this bullshit in the defense of like white womanhood and like we don't want this and they were kind of like I was like I saw a glimpse of like oh my god like what, what? like who this ain't is never heard of that is me <laughs> I was like whoa 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 where is this going okay we're like really getting somewhere I don't know where that movement kind of went but nowhere. I was nowhere <laughs> I was really like okay this is the type of stuff that we want from you guys I mean I don't. I don't know what is going on with white feminist spaces. I'm not in those spaces. Um, so hopefully there's some regrouping. I mean, I just think after these elections, results after results, we're seeing where white women's votes align. And it's just like, I don't even know. I don't even Can know where to begin that. Can we though? move the needle on that? I don't even. How? Because it's not because it's not like we're not voting for the people that we're supposed to. Shit, we're like in, but, always I mean, in and the we're a minority. We can only the black people can only yes, do so much. Exactly. So we, we have, have to, to get move some of those percentages to come over to our side. But right, how? How? How, how is that possible? Do y'all have any ideas? None. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. We not protest, nothing happens. We beg, nothing happens. <laughs> we show up in record n- numbers, nothing they, happens. They run over one of y'all and nothing happens. And nothing. They kill the little babies in Sandy Hook and nothing happens nothing with the happens. gun laws. They don't give a fuck. It don't matter. Nothing. I really, that's really what let me know that they didn't give a fuck. Nothing. When the little babies at the kindergarten was getting shot, yeah. I thought, surely to God. Surely the guy, the little babies is dying. So they're going to be like, okay. I mean, that no. and like when you had one of your own. I mean, black people went hard for Obama. We, mm-hmm. you know, he's mm-hmm. us. He's one of us. Like mm-hmm. y'all had Hillary. I just thought for the simple fact that you had one of your own up there, y'all was going to get your first white woman president. And you're putting your little stickers on Susan B. Anthony's grave and doing all this shit. And yeah. then. Her racist ass. You're right. Right. And then you vote for you know a sexual assaulter misogynist like i just don't even understand the logic behind that white women what the fuck were y'all doing i don't know so how if we knew that what i was about to ask is like how do we move forward (laughs) if we knew that we would do it it would be done (laughs) I I i think we need like because this is not this is history repeating itself do you remember that caucus that kind of where back in i think it was the 70s i don't 70s where 
um, they were having like a feminist caucus and they really was forcing the black women. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a, a show on Netflix called the. Um, We've strayed so far from that feminism, though, of like that time. Yeah. They were very radical. They then. were very radical. I mean, they really want to change. I think now we need to, like, moving forward, maybe take out some of the identity pieces and build multiracial, multigender coalitions around just like economic issues. Hmm. Maybe if people on the left, you know, really came out strong on like free universal health care, universal college, like a really strong economic platform that like everyone can get behind. Uh-huh. Like, but your identity is so important. It's so important, yeah. I know. But like, <laughs> you know, but that's something. But we also know that like, if white people think that a policy is really going to help people of color, they don't want it. Yeah. So you have to like force feed it and like trick them. Like this is going to help everyone. And I think we need some economic policies like that, that like everyone's going to benefit from the matter of their you know, whatever they look like, whoever they fucking, whatever. <laughs> and then like, we can all kind of get behind that. And then maybe that'll start building some coalitions and we can build from there. That's the only thing I can think of. That's, that's the only thing. Because I think a lot of times, even people who are in the middle, white people, they look at Democrats and they look at Republicans and they don't think, they don't think their life is going to change either way. That's true. You know? So it's like, oh, okay, Obamacare, which is really great, really, really great policy, but it's still too expensive for me. Mm-hmm. I re- you know what I mean? Like, so right. they're just, they're, they're at a place where they're just kind of like, uh, I'm not motivated to do either one yeah. or I'm just going to keep voting Republican because that's what I was taught, whatever. This yeah. isn't really so going to change my life. Absolutely. So. So y'all don't have no strategies. <laughs> no, just a strong... <laughs> <laughs> Economic lens. Again, none. None. Oh, gosh. I don't I know. I mean, what more could be done that has not been attempted already? I don't know. I just, oh. It's just really hard. I'm just, I don't know if I'm becoming cynical because I'm getting old. Or <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling more isolated. I'm feeling more, um. It just gets hope more and more hopeless, and I want to have hope. I think that's why I do the show mm-hmm. because I yeah. feel like it can touch somebody. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's interesting because during the uh, midterms, you know, we're all making these posts and we're all telling our friends vote, 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 mm-hmm. vote, vote, and then it dawned on me, my eighteen-year-old uh, nephew. No, I'm sorry, now I'm nineteen. Uh, <clears throat> no, actually, he just turned twenty in November. Um, I was like, I'm not gonna say his name, but are you registered to vote? And he was like, no. And I said, wait, <laughs> you just turned 20, so that means you would have had an opportunity to vote in, in several several yeah. elections within 18 and 20. So I emailed my sister, his mother, and I said, do you know it's not registered? She said, hell no. <laughs> and I was like, and, and not questioning my sister, but I was like, girl, how did you not know? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But immediately, the next day, he was like, Unc, I registered. I, I know, because your mother couldn't mm-hmm. have known. And he was like, yeah. It was." And so I said, well, what do you think? How was the experience? He was like, it was interesting. You know, I guess my voice does really matter. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Well, why did he think it matters when what? I think the the process of seeing it. Going through the voting, and so let, let me ask. Um, let me let me go a little further. When I say, well, "What do you mean it does actually matter?" Of course, your voice matters. We we tell you that in 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 our in your household. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we were we were reared. Like, what 
when you were getting in trouble, that was one of the why do you think you did what you did? Mm-hmm. So your voice matters. I'm still gonna beat your ass or you're gonna next punish <laughs> But But I wanna know where your mind is. I wanna is. know where you what you were thinking, Javon, when you saw your friend's transformer. <laughs> For my daddy beat my ass. And I was just I just wanted it. Knowing I didn't have to steal, but I just wanted it because he had it then. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But and so I said, well, you know, I almost said his name. Um so <laughs> Tell me what you thought. Like, he was like, you know, waiting in a line and just kind of hearing people talking stuff and listening to what they thought. And people were kind of giving me their ideas and asking me how I was voting. And I was telling people, I'm not really sure because I, I don't follow politics and things like that. He's like, well, so I just, you know, I need to understand. I need to put more effort into it. And I was like, yes, you have to put more effort into things other than sports. <laughs> you have to understand <laughs> that. Like, you know, regardless of where your future holds, these ideals and the things that we're voting on now not only affect you, they will affect your children, they will affect them. Like these things that are being placed in these policies that quote unquote may potentially be adjusted or written affect more than just you. Like that's one big thing I was pushing during the midterms was vote beyond you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of us are so uh, instant on what is this going to do for me oh Obama didn't do nothing for black people or this and this and this and I'm thinking about so and so and you know we screwed it in because if Hillary is our next person that they think is going to be Trump da, da, da. and I'm like you, uh, we, go we, sit down <laughs> Hillary please <laughs> like Bernie too Bernie too Bernie you almost you're almost out of here. Okay. <laughs> just enjoy your little house in Vermont. Uh, please, please. Uh, my thing is vote beyond you. Like, think about well, how does this affect me? But how does this also affect my family, mm-hmm. my my young nieces and nephews, their kids in the future, people in my community, people outside of my community, persons of color? Like, what is this? Is so beyond me? And if other nationalities and races can understand that because we're the minority, mm-hmm. you know, would understand that. Wait. Oh, that affects them, but that could affect me eventually too because they're coming after them now. But eventually, they may start to look at me. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, yeah. So does it? Um, does the result? Because the results of the midterm, they were cute. They was kind of in line with the normal um, political True. stance, where yeah. where yeah. if the if the right wins one, the midterms is a response mm-hmm. to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, being that, but this wasn't a blue wave like they thought it was going to be. Yeah. No. Um, Things are so gerrymandered they can't even make yeah. a wave, really. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, did it? Did it? Did you lose? Did you vote? I did. So of everybody voted here, of mm-hmm. course. So, uh, did you guys lose? Are you voting just out of because ancestral allocation, <laughs> or like did did the did the failure of 2016 and this mm, lukewarm? midterm did it deter your hope not clearly not enough to not vote but did how what do what is your faith in the process so far I feel really good. I mean, I feel like, you know, in Harris County, we got those 19 black women judges. Mm-hmm. Hashtag trust black women. Yeah. Incredible. Hey. Um, we did we did a lot with Beto. I mean, he almost beat, I mean, he almost, almost beat, beat Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Oh, that was that huge. Was That's amazing. I think the next step is like getting people to understand their electoral power that like, yeah, people are accountable to you then you yeah. can move them you know i think people need to understand that it's okay you vote but then you vote this person in office and now they have to say do the things that they said they were going to do yeah. and you can protest and you yeah. can move them and once people understand like the issue-based organizing and all that stuff i mean that's pretty cool mm-hmm. I, I feel really good i felt really good is that true though like in regards to like once they win like if if so for example we 
one of the reasons why I was not a Hillary supporter um, was because of her connection with Big Banks, her connection mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Uh, her money situation. So um, I, I don't trust people. When you have money in politics, I don't trust them. I feel like your loyalties are the people who gave you money. Mm-hmm. And so if big banks and other people are and lobbyists are really in your pockets, I feel like you're going to they're going to be a big um driver to what you actually do. But that's and where we so, are now though. Yes, yeah, so my thing is if we're not getting money out of politics, if 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 everything is going to go as usual, does those things that you just talked yeah, about that's true. really really affect anything? Like once they get in office, and we're trying to protest and hold them accountable. What do is that really working? If they're just going to make decisions to benefit the people that's in their pockets, I, like is that true? I think it still works. Yeah, I think okay. vo- I think voting is like a great equalizer. Everyone is becomes equal when they're in that booth, and I do think even in Georgia when they're fucking <laughs> yeah, up, that's a little different. <laughs> uh, love you, Stacy. <laughs> but um, I do I do think that still works because you can have all that corporate money all you want, but at the end of the day, you're up for re-election every two years or four years and we still have the power to vote you out we just need enough people power that's the hard part you have you have power in this country in two ways people or money Mm -hmm. and a lot of times on the left we don't have any money (laughs) so we have to work to get the people so i i do think that it still works okay i have to be honest um a huge proponent of voting and understanding that is an obligation am i right uh, however, after the midterms, and we did not experience this blue wave that we were mm. just really praying for. Uh-huh. It was I, cool. We made changes. We had a blue splash. We had a couple of trickles. <laughs> you know, just a little motion in the water from uh-huh. somebody tipping their toe in, uh-huh. not skipping a rock. But I, at the end, I was very disappointed. I have to mm. be honest. Like I was at 20, in 2016, I went to bed knowing Hillary won. And I woke up at like 4.30 in the morning, Uh, devastated. (laughs) I laid on my pillow like, how? I think we're all going to tell our kids about that day. Exactly. Like the that's gonna be people, like the that's 9/11. gonna be like yeah the nine eleven of our time. <laughs> right, dun, dun, dun. That's literally how it felt. Just <sighs> I woke up and I was like, it, 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 and I'm a very cynical, stoic person, and I felt a tear from like what, bitch, we're in trouble, mm-hmm. and we are. We are in trouble <laughs> because he is a puppet, and. And same thing with big money. So many people are in his pocket, and that is those were his first hundred days. I gotta repay these people. This is so that's where I was. But I was very disappointed. However, I understand and recognize the 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 um the growth that mm-hmm. happened. So I, I guess if we keep pushing and we keep getting uh remotivated, eventually, like it may not happen now, it may not happen in five years or the next four, but eventually, if we keep pushing the the momentum, hopefully something can change. Yeah, I I literally but do not believe that Trump is a puppet. You don't? No. Let me tell you why. I do not think that the fucking Republicans thought that he was going to win. Really? I feel like he got in the game for the publicity. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And because and because he's saying this racist Mm -hmm. ass shit. They didn't know that their <laughs> that racist base was gonna be like, oh, mm-hmm. this Coming is out my the people. I'm gonna now that you're saying like, <laughs> oh, like we've been hitting. He's one of us. <laughs> he, we've been hitting and we've been kind of relics dying, mm-hmm. but 
clearly we were dying because we got a black nigga in, uh, we got a nigga in office for two years. Yeah. I mean, for two terms. Right. Clearly we were dying. But now this buffoon is coming in who Republicans was like, what? Like, initially they were mm-hmm. like, nigga, if you don't get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. like, reality TV star, get out of here. But because he was saying this outrageous shit, that was moving that racist base out of reviving them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it was literally viable close. I do not think that Donald Trump really wanted the scrutiny of the presidency. I don't really think he wanted oh, I it. Don't either. He just was trying it for the I don't think for the he, publicity, I, for the fun. For the publicity, that, for the because fun of he, it. that was something else he could add to his resume. Uh, I or ran for how, president. How great I am as mm-hmm. Donald I can Trump. Do Look a what I did. Recording of this and right. oh, I, got, I, remember, I can write a book. I could do this. I could do that. However, when I say he's a puppet, he has absolutely no experience in in, in politics. Mm-hmm. So all of the things that he is enacting, all of the um, executive orders oh, he's yeah, signing, somebody else those are things that they have. Here, sign this. Here. Read this. Here. And so, no, I'm sorry. Not read this. Here, sign this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they already do said he didn't that. read. They already, exactly. They say he don't I read do shit. I do feel that, but I think it was all on accident. So the belief, oh, yeah, it's the a belief that this was a total, like, oh, a plan of the Republicans. Oh, no. I do no, not no, think no. that. When I say I puppet, I mean enacting those bills and those ideas. It was like, oh, he really can win. Okay, yeah. well, let's see. Let's what run we, with Now it. our plan is, if he does win, what can we maneuver? Yeah. Let's get Kavanaugh in. Yeah. Let's get this in. Let's yeah. sign this. Let's yeah. repeal this. Yes. Let's yes. Yes. continue to um, repeal Roe v. Wade. Let's right. do all the things that we wanted to do with this buffoon in office before he gets right. out. Right. Let's just do that. So I guess I guess that would be a puppet, but I don't think it was on purpose. I don't oh, think no. that this was some mastermind. I don't, I, don't, right. I don't even think he thought he could win. Right. And in all honesty, he didn't win. He didn't. Let's talk yes, about that. Let's, well, let's not talk about that, but he did not, he did not win. win. Okay, so all things considered, where we are now, do you think he'll win again in two years? I am afraid. I cannot lie. Oh, who's who, who's, go- yes. who's going to beat him? <laughs> who's going to beat him? So we think that we could possibly have a two-term Trump right now. Oh, oh. my God. I mean, I'm asking. About that. I, you know what? Maybe we should stay in the present moment and not give ourselves anxiety. <laughs> But, but I'm very scared. Honest, I'm though, very scared as well. If he isn't like what well, everybody keeps hollering, hollering impeachment. impeachment. But just imagine if Pence. Pence. Imagine if no, Pence he's worth. took oh, place. Took his. Yeah, I don't think no, we have. He's probably closeted too. By the way. Oh yeah. No one's yeah. this. He's ridiculous. Yeah. But ridiculous. Yeah. I don't. I'm scared of that. I and I previously when I before I was like. Trump couldn't win, so I can't say that again exactly. and believe it. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? I can't say, oh, no, he's not going to no. get a second term. No, please, <laughs> please, please. I can't even no. literally fix my face to say that because I didn't think he was going to get a first one. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, he might can. How can we stop this? I got to literally say this motherfucker's a threat thinking yeah. that he's not. Even now, after he's been in office in this stupid, how, how he clearly is lying and yes. clearly dumb, yes. I'm like, Ugh, it's just annoying. I, I can't even think about a second term. Like, how? what is the fucking devastation of that? Kavanaugh being appointed was, like, like devastation. Mm-hmm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not going to oh, be here for she's, long. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Poor thing. So, it's like, come on. Yeah, it's like, starting we, to become starting I hope one she can after the next with her. Yeah. It's just starting to be, like... It's starting to look dire. Even if we get the House, even if we get the presidency, we're not going to be able to pass shit with the Supreme Court. Right. We're not going to be able and to the do court nothing. The Court is the Republicans' first line of defense. Exactly. Of so it's like, 
what do how this that is this is gonna affect us for years as you said mm-hmm. it's gonna so I'm, I'm just it's not just about trump it's about these this shit that he's that is a that the republican sneaky ass is is doing mm-hmm. while this buffoon is in office yep shit that we don't hear shit that we don't see publicly mm-hmm. because he is the clown up there mm-hmm that they know that their base is going to listen to. Speaking of his base, I have a quick question. So you know how with gay marriage, there was this big like hearts and minds campaign of like people coming out, hashtag love wins, all that kind of stuff. Do Mm -hmm. you think we need a similar campaign, but for racism? I don't even know what that campaign (laughs) would look like. (laughs) But... No, I mean, like, I'm just, do we need a re, like, does America needs a re-education on, like, white yes. supremacy and racism, and, like, we need a movement, an anti-racist movement. But you know, but that's a good point, but you know what, and I don't want to dog millennials, because they already have it so bad, but when you look at the fact of a lot of millennials, and even not millennials, but certain age groups, I'll say mm-hmm. this, they want to be so far removed from white supremacy and, and racism. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I've never experienced that. Or, I, you know, I went to PWI or when I went here and there. I don't mm. experience those things. They want to be so far removed from what happened. Like, it, it, it puzzles me how many young African Americans, I mean, I don't know why they keep talking about slavery and this and that. Or these individuals, are, I've never experienced that. What do they mean? I would... But the, the education system. The petty bourgeoisie has always been like that. Like well, yeah. it's, it's a lot of black folks that are are like that. Like they they yeah. It's this fucking it's positive vibes black. only. It's like this whole weird new age spiritual shit too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like rape racism is like a part of that like that doesn't affect me like i'm po- positive yeah, vibes yeah. only like, it's just like if it's i just, don't think about if it, i don't think yeah not until i'm reminded i'm a nigga it's fine you know? <laughs> but right now i am one of those individuals who had a make america great again hat red hat like you guys but see i all didn't those... really have it on but i think like that no but you did you guys see that large group of black people that were at the white house it was um oh my God. it was during the midterms it was like hundreds and hundreds of young elitists if you will, African Americans, rep- young black Republicans, and I was like, "Wow, it's your choice, granted." However, but wow, wow, how did how do you, how are you that far? How did you even get there? Reality? Yeah, oh my God, try- Lord forgive me, but <laughs> but if you talk to them, it's always an individual kind of anecdotal. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. But when I like fucking what's old boy name Kanye. Not just Kanye, and they don't even talk like that. They talk like the this. Dude, like when Atlanta. I was in school, like, it's still things. Like I don't believe Trump is really that bad. Like the I dude was who really created, the dude who created Atlanta. What Donald Glover. Glover. Glover? Donald Glover. So you know when niggas like him talk about you know black girls they used to date me, mm-hmm. they used to call me nerds, and then, yeah. and now oh my god, my whole taste is to white women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. but I don't think that I'm racist, or I don't think that I have an anti-black issue. Right. I just. This is just my experience. Right. These are the girls that liked me, so I like them. <laughs> exactly. I'm in and usually when I meet black Republicans, it's always like this. It's always like they very much so. Um, I'm biracial and my mother said that I can <laughs> that is this, that there I is don't this, have to let black hold exactly. me back. This profound elitism elitism about mm-hmm. them that and it, it's very upper and I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, when I was in school, I just don't understand why black people feel that Trump's that bad. You know? I know. And, uh, you know, it's, mm, I don't know. I feel, I don't, 
don't know. I, it's, it's just a lot of, um, it's kind of like Kevin Hart, bring it back to him. Mm. It's a lot of things. I think the reason why the left can't get their shit together is because all of our situations makes us at different points of the left and it doesn't allow us to be in coalition mm-hmm. with other people. Right. It's like, um, yes, we can come, all black folks can come together about race, but then we separate the white women. Mm-hmm. All gay folks, because the, the gayness thing, like the marriage thing, it affected so all of us, from mm-hmm. trans mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. white gays, black gays, gay women, gay men. Mm-hmm. We, we could get that passed because that was a coalition that we all could feel comfortable mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And the black people can just sit down, like the cis straight black yeah, people. Yeah, they don't want to be a part of it. It is what it is. They can just sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the reason why we made so much strides in that arena when it comes to politically is because that was something that made us all come together mm-hmm. with despite the race thing. Because mm-hmm. we all want to love. We all want to marry our partners. Mm-hmm. We, You get what I'm saying? It doesn't right. separate us as much as... And that's as, why we're not moving forward with the anti-discrimination. Exactly. Because, because the L, the G, and the B are not really for the tea a lot of exactly, times. Exactly, a lot so, of times. Yeah, lot of and times. then when it comes to racism, you know, the white gays is like, <laughs> Good luck, sweetheart. <laughs> but I want your big black cock later, maybe, but yeah. toodles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm an inner black Fuck woman, me now. but. Breed me. Yeah, Wait, breed me. hold on. You just turned your nose up at me at this rally. Like. <laughs> I thought you were, I thought I was your inner black woman. I thought I was your spirit animal. No? Okay, no? no? You don't want to protect your I thought, spirit animal? You don't want to. I thought me and you love Beyonce. Oh, no, no? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, all of that. Yeah. So it's it's not good. I think that's the reason why a lot of the, the left doesn't have their shit together. And the right, because they're cis, het, white centered, mm-hmm. and all the marginalized people outside of that, like the um, white passing um, Hispanics, mm-hmm. they they can come with them because they're so trying to be them. Mm-hmm. You know, the white gays are so trying to be normal white mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, you get what I'm saying? They're yeah. so trying to be that cishet, Fit into the conservative, mm-hmm. begging to be at the table exactly. that they can come together more easily than us. Right. Because us, we got to hold you accountable because yeah. you can't bring us to the table and you feeding us this fucking racist bullshit. Exactly. You can't, like what I was going to say earlier, when, I remember when they had that feminist gathering and they were telling the black women, and this was like in the 70s, I think, because um, Flo Kennedy was there. Okay. And they were like, the black women were coming in like, there's something going on with the with the the African Americans that y'all not seeing. Right. Like you know y'all suffragists, y'all white Susan B. Anthony motherfuckers is trying to get the vote, but y'all racist as fuck. Like y'all yeah. literally still racist though. Mm-hmm. So and then when we come and we want to share our, our our ideals, you literally before we come tell us that we don't want to bring up that because we don't want to be disruptive when we go back to being civil mm-hmm. and da da da. Go mm-hmm. back to that conversation. We want y'all to be civil and we just want to bring up this. No, that's not. If your feminist feminism does not include us, then it's not feminism. It's just white supremacy. Basically. (laughs) So, so I feel like it's so many things that um, we can't come to the table and we're in a stage where we're holding people accountable. Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. We're holding people accountable for every little thing. No, this is not going through. If we Mm -hmm. have the power in any arena to stop you from getting a job if you've been trash, we're going to try to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's what we're going to try to do. If you, Amy Schumer and um, 
whatever other white feminist, if you, Alina Dunham with her trash ass, <sighs> we're going to call you out on your bullshit. Right. And so uh, this is a call out drag internet era. So everybody's getting called out yep. on this side. So we can't come together because it pulls and yeah. tugs at our loyalty. And mm-hmm. I get why people get like this whole like, do we call people out or do we call them in? And I think what people don't understand is like, we're trying to get free. So like, we don't have mm-hmm. time that's why we're calling y'all out and dragging y'all because like we we have a it's a more of an urgency right. I think mm-hmm. that people don't really understand. And then sometimes it's like literally like with the Kevin Hart thing, you literally are against our humanity. Like it's there is I no. I don't think they comp- get that. And there's no compromising. Like I mm. I can't pull you in if you're telling me I'm an abomination and right. I'm a wrong. Right. Like I can't pull you in. Right. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I don't like, think they true. get that. They I, think I that why now. can't I just have an opinion? I'm not homophobic. Let them Your tell opinion. it. Nobody's homophobic. Right. You know I'm not homophobic. But if right. my son had a dollhouse, I would crash it. That's homophobic. <laughs> you literally just said I would crack his head. I would crack his head. You know, you literally just say the definition of homophobic and then you say, but I'm not homophobic. Well, it's just my opinion. But I'm not homophobic. Every yeah. couple of years, I've got we, gay have, friends. we have a case of a two, uh, a fucking a child to six yes. year old being, being murdered, murdered, murdered because their stepdad or their father or somebody, oh, he was acting gay. So I killed him. Like, this is your. This is real you life. You doing what you're doing is making it okay for these unstable mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Just like we hold Trump accountable. Mm-hmm. Just like we don't have the power in political to get him fired mm-hmm. from his job. Right. But in Hollywood, we can. Mm-hmm. If you are fucking doing this shit and saying this shit, oh, it's just jokes. If comedian mm-hmm. can't be jokes, these jokes translate to these motherfuckers oh, that's as good. violence. Yes. That's good, because I didn't see it like that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? These jokes translate, trickle down mm. to these motherfuckers to violence. That's why they think it's okay that they they justify, oh, he, gone, he, he acting like a fag and I killed him. Mm. And think that that's okay. And then you got the conservative Christian motherfuckers that say you're an abomination. And the Bible literally says, I can stone them to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally says it. So if the Bible, if God and everybody says it's okay for me, the culture said that this is okay and the comedians are making like their life is a fucking joke, Mm. it's trickling down to affect us. So yet your motherfucking ass got to apologize 50 times because motherfuckers is dying because of you. And I I don't think they they see the connection. I I didn't. I'll be honest. That's why I was like, do you got about Now that shit makes sense. It it doesn't, it, it, it annoys me when all you gotta do is apologize and change. Yeah. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, why is that so hard? Why do y'all wanna hold on to this so much? What do you get from it? Yeah, Nothing but then it, we go to that toxic masculinity thing too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, your boys, man, you you just went on and apologized because you want that money. Ah, uh, you a punk. You know, yep. yeah, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you a yep. fucking man, even by the rules of patriarchy, mm-hmm. you, a man decides what the fuck he wants to do. You are at the top. Right. You are at the top of the social totem pole. You get to make the rules. Mm. So, if you can stand in your truth, like men are supposed to do, right? That's mm-hmm. what men are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, stand in your truth. Say, fuck it. I like niggas. That's what I do. Right. And fuck who don't like it. Fuck who don't like it. Imagine what this world would be if, well, if Imagine what this world <laughs> would be. 
Speaking of that, like the with Dwight Howard yeah. and, oh, and and the wow. individual, is, why is this news? Right? Why is that a real right. story? Did we? Did he ever say anything about no, that? No, he never. But I mean, of course he didn't. Of course not. But that was smart because you would have fueled it, mm-hmm. and who knows whatever else uh, Miss Thing got on him, right? Mm-hmm. But oh, we can talk about that. But if the world were that, like fuck it, I like dudes. I like it. Wouldn't have been a news story. I like it wouldn't feminine have been dudes with long trendy. hair. <laughs> wouldn't be trinity it wouldn't trending on twitter exactly. at all because this would not be fucking news exactly and, and individuals who like to out individuals couldn't use that over individuals mm-hmm. if it were not mm-hmm. that power and i hate people acting like they are the bad person for um outing people mm-hmm. because they only do that with um gay folks or trans folks yeah right. because if a cishet woman that's a, a side chick exposes some new pictures or ex- like when um what you call it had his dick pics exposed by Black China with the, through the oh, trans yeah, yeah, woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, When it when it happens when a, a regular cis woman does it, it's not scrutinized in the same way that when a trans person or a gay person does it. Mm-hmm. So what it is is sometimes I don't hold the power in this situation. You yeah. are a rich man, mm-hmm. and I don't hold the power. You can really dismiss me if you want to dismiss me, but we had an agreement about this relationship. Mm-hmm. Something happened where you didn't uphold the agreement, mm-hmm. and so now the only power that I have is to out you. Mm-hmm. And it will something come of it? I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to hurt you. Is that mature? No. Right. But... Sometimes when you angry at a motherfucker, <laughs> I done bleeped some clothes before in my life. I done, I done sent, I done sent pictures of my motherfucking nigga sucking my dick to his evangelist mama and daddy because I was angry because he stole some fucking rent money from me. So because I was angry and I was childish, I went off <laughs> and did some. Well, shit. let me let me say this. I do, I I do think that let's say the story is true. Uh huh. And I think if Dwight Howard would have come out and said, I like what I like, it is what it is. I actually do think that Dwight Howard would suffer from that. Yes. But. That's real talk. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Real consequence. But I think of the so many men who do have an attraction to men Mm. or trans women or whatever who would have felt liberated from that. Mm. So it's like one person's like cultural kind of suffering. But I think of like all the men who would have been like, damn, this is a six foot one millionaire basketball player man you know muscles all that shit and he likes the same thing that i like and you know what i mean because i think a lot of it is like men don't feel comfortable in their attraction Absolutely. whether it be to fat people whatever if it's not the, the archetype they don't feel comfortable in their own shit and so they they act violent towards us they treat us like shit mm-hmm. all kind of stuff we can have a whole mm-hmm. other podcast about that Absolutely. <laughs> but like how many men would have felt like damn a little bit more secure in themselves and I think for that reason I, if it were to be true I wish the white house would be like yes this is what I like Absolutely. you know you know, to make other men feel more Somebody comfortable. Somebody brought up Keone Reeves dating a trans woman kind of openly. It wasn't really mm-hmm. kind of a secret. And I was telling them, I was like, mm, but because of white men's place in society, mm-hmm. they have a little bit more freedom to be freaky. Mm-hmm. They have a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. to be sexual or, or to be like, this isn't freaky. This is my girlfriend. This is my shit. And right. we, <laughs> we eating pasta and drinking wine. What are you doing? Get what you, is, you some Get you, get some, you some, some business. Get you some business. It's not freaky. This is a woman. It is what it is. Whereas right. a black man, because we have to... Oh, our they, culture is very... Yeah. yeah. Like you are... Because the individual is representative of the whole. The mm-hmm. whole. <laughs> Go true. back to that. Because the individual... Individual representative of a whole, you are 
demonizing the whole community by exactly. being exactly. gay, exactly. by being by not liking women. Y'all motherfuckers are really loyal like. to black women anyway. Like so the fact that y'all like. make this about yeah, I mean, how you really. gonna not like black women, they, they will turn it into all of that. Exactly. Because the individual represents the whole. You're disgracing the whole black male community by being what you are, Dwight. If he came out and said that. Yeah. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. If he came out and was that kind of honest. Right. And I don't... And then even I remember... Um, Thinking about going back to we're connecting the dots, going back to comedians. Remember when um, what's the he's sexy to me, but he kind of ugly. Eddie Murphy, um, not Eddie Murphy, athlete. Um, no, um, the real popular one right now, not Kevin Hart, below him, but well, not below him. But, uh, real, not real. No, uh, he's skinny, tall, bald head, skinny. Well, he not he kind of thick now. Dave Chappelle, thicker. yes, Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Dave Chappelle, in one of his comedy routines, he was talking about a trans woman. He kind of got some heat about it, but it wasn't like. And he was talking about, and at the end of the joke, he was like, "Well, yeah, I let her suck my dick," and he kind of, he kind of went into it like, "Yeah, I fucked with her, but she got me, she tricked me, she had titties and shit, titties and titties." Like he, at the end of the joke, he was kind of on that shit, Mm -hmm. where it was like, "Shit, I fucked that, she got me, whatever, whatever." (laughs) So it was kind of. That's one of the things when you mm-hmm. talk about the comedians crossing the line and not mm-hmm. crossing the line, where the way he presented it, right. even though when I, I went and watched it specifically to see how he crossed the line, mm-hmm. and to me, as a trans woman, I wasn't offended. Gotcha. It was kind of like... Even though he said he was tricked? Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's a... That's a... That's a... So, we're going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Are trans women out here tricking... All the time, no. Right. Ninety percent of the time, they're not. Right. But there is ten percent. Me being one that has done it in my past, long time ago. But I've been in that situation where mm-hmm. you ain't asked me. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing. We right. just having fun. I'm just looking at dick, and we can go on about our business. <clears throat> is that a reality? I got to be real and say that it is. Okay. Is that tricking? That's somebody seeing you for what you are. True. And having sex with you. Right, because you didn't ask. It's not me that's saying I mean, is that, is that, is that a, a trick? I'm, not, I'm, I'm asking. That, I don't that's know. That's a great question. Yeah. I don't, I'm, you, uh, the reason why I feel it's tricking is because I'm not allowing you to decide based on my wholeness. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you, what you're seeing mm-hmm. is, I'm not one of them trans women. Now, there's some trans women who feels like, what they got going on is a defect. They just a woman with a defect. Right. I am not one of them people. Okay. I feel like my male past is a part of me. Okay. I don't think that it is. I'm I'm not divorced from that. I was born in a male body. Something was wrong. Like in re, not wrong, but um something. I felt something was not connecting. Mm-hmm. And then I took the the steps mm-hmm. to change. To where my identity fit what I presented to right. the world. And so I feel all of that is a part of the whole me. So when you don't know the whole me <coughs> and I'm purposely Not, covering yeah. everything, yeah. making sure that you don't see everything intentionally, you're not seeing the whole me Okay, to get that dick. <laughs> well, shit, if that's the case then to me if that's the case it's a whole lot of tricking because there's a lot of folks bobbing on some dicks that got some fire in the back of their throat 
<laughs> they tricking folks because you're not telling that person who you are and your whole oh, and whole oh, yes. Now I'm gonna suck your dick, but it's gonna be a little burn in the morning. So, that, if that if that's the case, there's so many layers to that where I'm not totally and I'm one of them trans women that's problematic about certain things that that don't align with the community. Okay. So um, but I'm honest about it. Like that's mm-hmm. just me. I think do I don't I do not think that trans women are out here tricking right. to the capacity where right. it can be blamed. Their mm-hmm. death can be blamed on tricking. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, most trans women that I know, and I've got my post to the community all across the country, are scary as hell because they fear death. And that, oh, I don't want to do that. They might. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It, that's just the truth <clears throat> of the matter. But there are some people who trick in desperation because, oh, my God, this nigga is offering me five hundred dollars and I got rent to pay. Mm-hmm. And he don't know I'm trans and he just want me to put the condom on him and bend over, cut the lights off. Hump, 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 hump. I got $500. He go out. I'm out of here. I've been in that situation yeah, where I right. had custody of my brother and I got rent and and nobody's, for some reason, nobody's coming on the legit sites who know I'm trans. But this motherfucker hit me up on Black Planet. <laughs> Y'all remember that? <laughs> hit me up on Black Planet. <laughs> and he got a cute little $400 for me. Right. Right. Do I discuss my transness to say, hey, I'm trans? And he'd be like, oh, no, that ain't my shit. But you got this money for me, and all I'm, my intention is just got to fuck you? And all I got to do is cut the lights off and bend over? <laughs> I'm doing it. And I did it. <laughs> and it was done. <laughs> and it was done. Put a condom on and the rent was paid. And the rent was paid. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's it. And so there's multiple situations where, yeah. you know, and then I've been in situations where I'm at Daytona Beach party in a bathing suit niggas you know I don't know if y'all been to a situation like mm-hmm. this but where it's just niggas running around oh, Beach mm-hmm. party. coins Kappa Beach party just coins they they got coins baby Let you trying to let us run a train on you or you trying we trying to get some head da 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 and we just here and if I tell my teeth right in the middle of this situation <laughs> some motherfuckers might beat me up yeah that's so fucking real <laughs> I mean I'm just and walking so around I'm just walking around but that dick looking big and you got some coins for me <laughs> or it ain't got about no coins. I like just want to have. I'm sexy. I, you sexy. I'm a woman. <laughs> I want you to see me as a woman and I'm sitting here. That's it. And that's and it. And you weren't out and we in this escalator in the uh, hotel. I mean, I'm in the elevator in the hotel. I can suck that dick right here and go back to my room and go back to the room and nobody is missing nothing. You got nothing. your nut, I have my fun, bye, 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 bye. Nothing. And so, and in, in my younger years, I was like that. Like, it is like, oh, nobody. Let me get my life. <laughs> like, I'm literally trying, you are seeing me, like you said, mm-hmm. you are seeing me how I am. You see mm-hmm. me as and, I am. And, and, I see you how you are, sexy as <laughs> And we connected. You huh. not, we go home. And so sometimes it was like that. And we got our little situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just don't. I, and it's I'm nuanced. Being, I, and I, it's nuanced. <laughs> nuanced as fuck. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Uh, I think that we did an amazing show just now. Oh I my god, it was so much have. fun. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I was so nervous, but this was like Me super too. cool. Now I just want to have dinner like every week with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do definitely hope that y'all come back. I think oh this my was god, amazing. This is so fun. So, it was fun. Love to be and um, I hope you guys that are listening enjoyed it. Please. Oh, they did. Absolutely, <laughs> they had to because we did. <laughs> because we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, see you next week, y'all. Bye-bye. Good night.
Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Don't you worry about a thing. Baby, you're going to be all right.